We're going to be talking about the basics of what it takes to walk with Jesus. What does it really take? What does it all boil down to in order to walk with Jesus? Why are more people not walking with Jesus? I mean, we've got a decent number of people here, uh, but when you compare it with the population of uh, the area that we live in, there could be a lot more of us, right? And honestly, some of us here, maybe you're not even walking with Jesus. Maybe you're just kind of curious, and that's okay. That's great. Why are more people not walking with Jesus? And what does it take to walk with him? To walk with Jesus, I really think, boils down to the biggest thing is this, is to trust him. To trust him. That's why Jesus said that it takes childlike faith. If you're going to be a part of the kingdom, if you're going to follow Jesus, it takes childlike faith. Well, what does a child have? A child has trust. And what do those of us who are no longer children, what do we have now that, that the children don't? What, what, have we, what have we gained from all of our experience in life? We've learned you can't trust, right? People will let you down. And as a matter of fact, the enemy will come in and say to you, just as he came in to Adam and Eve, and say, you can't trust God. You're hearing those voices in your head. You can't trust God. And I'll tell you what, he'll give you evidence for why. Because why did your mom die at a young age? All right? Whoever the family member was, whoever the friend was, why? Why did they pass away? And if God's really good, why would he allow that to happen? Or maybe it was that thing that you witnessed and it was no one that was related to you, but you saw it. Why? It all comes down to trust. And here's the thing. God's not going to let you get out of it because this is what he's after. Are you going to trust him? Now, here's what I want to share with you. This is huge. If you will trust God, that is the key that will unlock the kingdom. It will unlock uh, more power than you can imagine. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that if you trust God, and God says to you, son, daughter, say to that mountain, be cast into the sea, it will do it. But what does it take? It takes trust. But here's the thing. From the very beginning, that is the thing that God is trying to form in us. I mentioned it briefly back when we were um, doing the baptism. What's it about? Why are we being dunked in water? And oh, there's all kinds of reasons. But, but here's what it boils down to. It boils down to trust. You know, you got people out there who will argue about it. They will argue about, well, is baptism necessary and all that? Because, you know, the water's not saving you. It's Jesus, and it's really about declaring your faith, and all of that stuff's true. And you know what it all comes down to? Trust. Are you going to do what God says to do? Or are you going to resist, and are you going to make up stuff? You know, when I was younger and I would hear about faith, and, and by the way, there's a scripture in Romans, Romans chapter 1, verse 17, that says, from the beginning to the end, what it takes to please God, from the beginning to the end, is faith. That's what it takes. And so God focuses on this, and He uses all kinds of things to constantly pull us back. 
If you go through the Gospels and you look at healings, right? God's go- and you look at Acts too. But G- Jesus is going around and He's healing all these people all over the place. And over and over He says this, because of your faith, you are healed. Now why does He do that? Why, why is He focusing on that over and over? Is it because He wants us to be healed? Well, yeah, but you know what? You're going to die. So what's the point of it all? Why does he keep going back to that? By your faith. He keeps going back to it because it's the key. It's the key to everything. It is the key to the kingdom is your faith. But you know what? If you were raised uh, in a tradition like I was, that seems like a cop-out. It seems like something for wimps. By your faith. What is that? Show me some action. I mean, I was taught you earn things. You get out there and you do things. These people that are like, oh, I'm saved by faith. What a bunch of baloney. That doesn't even make sense. You got to get out there and do something and earn it. How can you just say that, oh, I believe and you're saved? That's not fair. We say that's not fair because we don't understand. We don't understand that it is way harder to trust God than to try and earn something. Because when you're out trying to earn something, you know what you're doing? You're doing it by your own rules. You're doing it when you want to do it and how you want to do it and all that kind of thing. It is actually way more difficult to trust God than to try and earn something from God. And by the way, if you trust God, guess what? That doesn't mean you're just going to sit down and do nothing. Absolutely not. Scripture declares that you're going to be judged by your deeds, and that's because your deeds are going to show whether you trusted God or not. But God keeps coming back to this. Are you going to trust me? You know, one of the things so powerful about Patrick being baptized is, uh, I don't know Patrick's age, but I'm pretty sure it's older than 20 at least. You know, it's, it's somewhere up there. Oftentimes, it is younger people that come to the Lord. It's not older people because trust. The longer you live, the more you learn and, and you get betrayed and, and, and you just you find out how life is difficult and all this. And the enemy has all this ammo to say, well, if God's real, why this, 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 and this? But I want to tell you, as someone who has walked with the Lord for a while, not as long as some of you, but I've walked with the Lord a while, What the Lord shows me over and over is that when I trust Him, when it doesn't all make a sense up here, but I just say, okay, God, I don't get that, but I'm going to follow you in this. What I find is fulfillment and joy. Even in, you know, Daniel was kind of talking a little bit about suffering earlier, you know. I've found that even when God has called me to suffer There is always a blessing in the midst of it. And He's always asking me to trust Him. When things are going well and I'm in prosperity and all that, I I tend not to lean on Him. And what happens is that I tend to go into my own ways and my own ways are not fulfilling. My own ways are uh, selfish and, and, and they bring death. They don't bring life. 
But I find that when I trust God, and that's why he's so, he keeps coming back to this, and everything he does is all about trying to demonstrate how trust in him will open up the doors of heaven for us. Will you trust him? Is your life going great? Is everything just going as you would plan? Absolutely not. Why? Because God is trying to teach you to trust him. And if you've never done that, give it a try. Trust him. It's, it's the hardest thing. You know, we, we want to think that, you know, coming to God has something to do with, you know, our, our smarts uh, or our discipline. It's all about trust. When you trust him, God's spirit is going to empower you to do things discipline-wise you never would have believed. When you trust God, God's spirit is going to open your mind up to see things that you never could have, no matter how long you stared at a page and read something over and over and went to Google and went to every book, God can just open your mind and you're like, oh, I never saw that before. How did I not see that? I mean, when you think, for instance, the Pharisees and religious leaders that were unable to see the Son of God right before them, the guy who's fulfilling hundreds of prophecies of the book that they've been studying all their life, and they can't see it, how is that? Because they didn't have the Spirit of God within them. They were trying to do it all by here, and because of that, they were blinded. But if you will trust God... The blinders will be pulled off. You'll see things you've never seen before. God is able to transform you to where you can, you can do things you never thought you could do. I'm telling you. And don't just ask me. There are others around here that God has transformed. God is able to do it. The scripture I want to look at this morning is Matthew chapter 21, verses 18 through 22. This is one of the many scriptures where Jesus speaks about faith. And this one seems like kind of an odd one. And uh, here's the context. Jesus has already entered Jerusalem and people were cheering, oh, here He comes. It's, you know, um, the Son of God is here and so on. Uh, he goes through the temple and He gets mad and clears everything out. Um, and then he goes home for the night. Verse 17, he returned to Bethany after this. Verse 18, where we're going to start, he's, he's on his way back to Jerusalem. And then there's this odd situation. And it's like, what is he doing? Verse 18 says this. In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry. And he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. The disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and don't doubt and can do things like this, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything and if you have faith, 
you will receive it. Now, first of all, what is Jesus doing? Is he just like some bitter old guy who's just mad at the world? I mean, you walk up to a fig tree, it doesn't have any figs, and you curse it? What's that about? No, 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 no. This is a father with his child, okay? He's looking for constant teaching opportunities. And so the thing that he's been trying to get into the disciples from the very beginning, as he's healing people, he's saying, because of your faith. When Peter's stepping out on the water and he's starting to sink, he says, it's because you have so little faith. Over and over, he talks about this faith. What is this faith? This faith is about trusting God. But here's the thing. Many of us miss that. We, we miss that that is what faith is. We think that faith is just believing. And it is believing. But it's believing to the point that you would give your life to the Lord and trust Him with everything. It's not an intellectual ascent. Some of us treat faith like it's a magic potion to get what you want. No! Faith is about trusting God. And if you trust God, God's going to do things through you that you can't imagine. Here is the thing. Every one of us here are like a tree. And every one of us here are meant to bear fruit. Have you borne fruit in your life? Spiritual fruit. Fruit that will last for eternity. If you have not, listen to me, you were born for it. You are able to do it. The only thing that it takes is faith. It has nothing to do with your background. It has nothing to do with how smart you are. It has nothing to do with how disciplined you are. It simply has to do with, will you trust God? That's it. That's the beauty of it. Isn't it awesome? I mean, everything else in life, there's always these um, presets to everything. I, I mean, you can uh, work your tail off at something that you have no talent for, and you know what? You will still sink, stink. Some of you have the ability to sing. I mean, you just have it. Like, you don't even have to do anything. Like, you're one of those annoying people that sits down as an instrument, and you weren't even taught anything, and you just start, like, playing things. That's so annoying. I mean, I'm one of these people that has taken guitar lessons most of my life. I still stink. I just can't do it. I mean, sometimes I sit in my office by myself and lock the door and, you know, just strum along and, you know, just for my own entertainment. But it's just not there. Some of you, you know, you have a kid and you want them to be a great athlete. and It's just not there. I mean, they have no coordination. You know, they keep trying to catch the ball, but they keep hitting themselves in the head and you scream at them and it doesn't help. It's not there. Listen, here's the good news that has nothing to do with following Jesus. It's just trust. Some of you want to be a, a wizard and smart and, you know, and, and no matter how much you study, you, you know the annoying person. You, and some of you had the annoying sibling, right? They never studied. They just walked in and took tests and they aced everything. And you studied. And you, I will never forget, okay, in college, I had to memorize Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. You had to memorize it out of a certain translation. You had to write in, you know, the verse numbers, and it had to be word for word. 
And these annoying people would just, you know, sit down and read it and have like this, this photographic memory and they just regurgitate it. Like, that, that's just it. I studied and I studied and I said, that's not how my mind works. I mean, I read something and I remember the concepts and all that stuff, but to give it to you word for word, I can't do it. No matter how hard I tried. But you know what? That has nothing to do with following the Lord. Some people try to make it like that. You know, the the person who's, you know, good at the, uh, uh, you know, they're very intellectual. They want to make it sound like you got to be an intellectual to to follow the Lord. You know, the person that's, you know, disciplined, they want to make it sound like, you know, you you need to be disciplined to follow the Lord. Um, Whatever it is, trust. This is what it's about. It's about trust. And so Jesus is using this tree and he's saying, If you have trust in the Lord, if you will simply do what He says, anything is possible. If you will simply do what He says, anything is possible. But you need to know this. There's a reason that He uses the illustration about the mountain. Because... Can anybody here really imagine that? Some of you sci-fi people can, okay? I have a hard time just even, you know, even imagining that. I like to watch shows that are possible, you know? My kids like to watch superheroes. I don't like superheroes. It's not even possible, you know? Show me something that's actually possible. I have a hard time with this. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for it, And, and this is the reason. The things that God wants to do in your life will come after extensive trials where you will have to have uh, so much trust in the Lord to get to that place where God's going to do what He's going to do that it's going to be like picking up a mountain and throwing it into the sea. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's what God wants to do in your life. God wants to do the thing that nobody around you can imagine. Because everybody has you pegged. Everybody has you pegged for who you are. You know? Oh, oh, you're the the lazy person that will never amount to anything. Oh, you're you're the mess up. Or or you're the one who's uh, focused on this stuff over here. And you're never going to be able to walk in faith. Whatever it is, okay? We've all, you know, especially after we've lived a little life, okay, we've been put in some peg by people. What God wants to do in you is to burst that thing open in a way that it's going to be like picking up a mountain and throwing it in the sea. And some of you, you're just like, whatever, Kirk. If that's what your attitude is, I can't help you. But this is the gospel. This is why... This is why Jesus does these kind of things. He walks up to a fig tree and withers it. Why does He do that? He's doing it for visual so that they can see it and go, holy cow, if He can do that to a fig tree, what can He do in my life? What can He do to Peter who who wants to be the stand-by-you guy who never falls down But in reality, he's going to go down and the guy who betrayed the Son of God when he really needed him. What do you do with that guy? What do you do with the the, the guy like Paul who's going around trying to kill Christians? 
Well, these are the kind of guys that God wants to get a hold of because he's going to transform them and the people around them are going to go, ooh, man, if he can do that in them, what can he do in me? It's called the testimony. God wants to make a testimony of your life. But God can't make a testimony of your life if it's nice and smooth and there's no mountains or valleys in it. People are going to say, oh, well, you were just born with a silver spoon in your mouth. That's just the way you are. That has nothing to do with God. But if God can take this guy and produce something lasting and something good, holy cow, then that, that, that says something. That's what God's going after. But some people get it mixed up and they're like, oh, Oh, I can cast mountains into the sea. Oh, um, you know, I, I can just make anything happen that I want to make happen. Oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to be like a mini God. You missed it. You missed it. That's not what it was. Does it mean it's not true? No, it is true. But God wants to get me to that place before he casts the mountain into the sea through me, he wants to get me to that place that I'm actually trusting in him. Because if I'm not trusting in him, then I'm trusting in myself and I'm actually opposed to him. So part of the reason that you're going through the struggles that you're going through is because God is breaking you down. He's getting rid of the trust that you have in yourself. He's getting rid of those you know, motives of, of you thinking that you can produce your own happiness and you know what's best and all of those things. That's part of the reason that God is having you go through these things is because it's all about bringing you to the place of trust. And when you trust, anything is possible. Anything is possible when we trust. There are a number of verses um, that speak about faith. I want to uh, read, I already mentioned it, but Romans 1.17. The good news tells us how God makes us right in His sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the Scriptures say, it's through faith that a righteous person has life. I also want to read Hebrews 11.1. 1. And this doesn't tell us exactly what faith is, but it tells us what faith can do, and from that we have an understanding of what it is. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Faith shows the reality of what we hoped for. It's the evidence of things we cannot see. Through faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. I want to go back to that first part again. Faith shows the reality of what we hoped for. What are you hoping for? Like, I mean, what do you really hope for in the, in the depths, okay? Beyond your flesh. Faith 
is what will make it a reality. But here's what you also need to know. Without faith, it will not become a reality. And your life will be a shriveled up fig tree that never produced fruit. Without faith, it will never come about. Now, here's the crazy thing. When I say things like, oh, that will never happen. Well, you know what I'm doing at that? I'm putting faith in the fact that that will never happen. And the fact that I'm putting faith in it is actually going to help move me away from the fact that that will ever happen. So if I say, and if I allow the enemy to tell me, uh, I'm, a, I'm a failure, I'm a, I don't know, a, 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 some sort of addict or a cheat or a lazy person or a mediocre or whatever it is, if I put my faith in that and I say, that's who I am, guess what? My faith is going to move me towards that and it's going to make it a reality. But when I put my faith in not saying, oh, I'm going to become this. This is who I want to be and I'm going to become this. You can do that all day long. That, that doesn't make it so. But when you say, I'm going to trust what God says He can do in me. Which means He can make a righteous person in me. He can transform me. He can produce spiritual fruit through me. Whatever it is. God can move mountains through me. Whatever it is. When I say that and I say I trust in God, that is what I move towards. Now again, you need to know this. There, there's going to be a hurdle between here and there to get into that place. And, and as you're going through it, it's going to be dark and there's going to be all kinds of things telling you that that's not who you are and God can't do that. And, and that's why it's so hard to walk the faith walk. And that's why some of you have never entered in. You've never fully entered in and say, okay God, I'm going to trust you. You've never been baptized. You've never taken that first step. Some of you have though. Some of you have taken that first step, and um, right now, some of you are, things are going great, and, and it, it, life is good, and you need to know there's going to be a testing that comes, and faith is going to be required. Some of you have fallen off the horse, and you're laying in the ditch, and you're like, ah, no, I, I, I'm sorry, I tried it. I tried it once. This is part of the journey. This is why it's hard. I get it, okay? I get it. Life has not gone how I planned at all. But I want you to know this. I'm so grateful. And I, I don't know exactly how it's all going to end, but I know that in my life, I'm so grateful that the Lord has led my life the way that He has. When I think of all the different paths that I wanted to take, I now look at my life now and I can see where all of those other paths probably would have led me to this, where I would be at at this point in my life. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And so what it does in me is that it says, okay, Kirk, even when you don't understand, you need to trust the Lord. Even when he says do something and you're like, ah, but that's not, I'm not naturally good at that. 
or when I'm wanting to do this and I think I'd be good at it, and he's saying, stay away. And I'm like, come on. I mean, it's really inside of me. I really want to do this. I'm learning. Trust him. Will you trust the Lord? Not an intellectual sin. Will you trust him in obedience? If you will, God is able to move mountains in your life and through you. Because you will become a vessel of his. You will be a person who speaks his word. And I mean, God created the world by speaking it into existence. Can he move a mountain? No problem whatsoever. And what if he choose, chose you to be the vessel to speak it? Can he trust you? Well, he's going to take you through some places to transform you so that he can trust you. But right now the question is, do you trust him? Because if you trust him, he's going to form it in you. Trust him. Wherever you're at in your journey right now, trust him. Father, thank you.